Um, Hello, and welcome to the Hamsteak <laughs> Podcast. Are we just going to go with it? I guess we should just go with it. Well, you laughed. So. Ah! Well, don't be funny when you do the intro, and then maybe I won't laugh at you. Okay, now this is a good intro. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was a cold open this time. <laughs> Not the dope, dope, dope thing. I think we should include the dope, dope, dope. Oh, God. Okay. Just a, just a little... You can include the little, like, error reel, like, boop noise. Yeah, if you maybe, want. I can, maybe I can put that at the end, like, after the end credits. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so we should record an actual intro, right? Yes. Hello, and welcome to the Hamsteak Podcast, a podcast about Homestuck. I'm Alex, and I have not read Homestuck before. My name's Lydia, and I super have. And we're gonna tell you about it. Yeah, so this week we read the second half of the intermission, um, in which, like, there's kind of some warnings. I don't know, it feels sort of superfluous for Homestuck anyway, because anybody remotely familiar with it knows it actually gets super violent later on, but uh, <laughs> it hasn't been yet. Um, and so we feel the need to let you know, like, that if you didn't know about this, like, it's super violent, like, really violent, and, like, <laughs> there's tons of blood in the comic, and, like, decapitation, and gross injuries, and, like, it's not, it's cartoon violence, but it's, like, extremely, like, bloody cartoon violence, so just, like, that's a thing that, like, squicks you out, like, it might be a thing to avoid listening to, and we're sorry about that. Um, um did someone, like, ask you about that, or... No, I just, I, you pointed it out in the last episode that, like, it was actually hella violent, and I was like, you know it is. Right. <laughs> so I felt the need, I, I wrote it in the show notes, and then uh, I, you know, I wanted to point it out for, for this episode, too. We are briefly teleported into a world of gang violence that is, like, old-timey gang violence that is, uh, his body parts getting ripped off. And <laughs> oh. Yes. Um... So yeah, this is the second half of the intermission after Act 3, um, and next week we're going to start Act 4, so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of stuff happens in this, oh no, I guess one thing happens in this <laughs> reading that a sets up some a uh, whole lot more stuff. A couple things happen in this reading that set up a whole lot more stuff, but they may not all be apparent to you. One is sort of an, a very obvious setup. Um, and I won't dwell on the rest of them because you can just, you know, notice retroactively the yeah. setups in your own time. Sounds good. Awesome. Um, so I feel like, like last time, we shouldn't spend too much time dwelling on the time travel shenanigans. Yeah, there's, so I, I think we talked a lot last time about how, like, most of what went, what goes down in this intermission really has no bearing on anything else, and, like, that continues to be the case for about 90% of the action in this one. Yeah, it's, it's kind of just, um, these black carapace people are, uh, old-timey mobsters, and they are, uh, going around this mansion killing these green carapace people. Who are also mobsters. Right. Or the green people. They're not carapace people. They're not carapace people, nor are they imps. I, st I don't remember what they are, and I don't feel like looking it up, so you can just okay. be left in suspense about that the same way that the entire readership was for a long time. Right. Sorry. And that's okay. And these guys have time travel powers that makes killing them difficult, but not impossible. Except for Ovens. No. What's his Except name? Except for... Biscuit. 
Biscuit? What? Biscuits. Oh, right. oh, oh, he's still alive, isn't he? Yeah, he doesn't have time travel powers. He just thinks he does. Really, all he does is goes in an oven and waits for the timer to go off before he gets out. Yeah, he goes. He time travels at one second per second. Um, and yeah, so he get he put, goes in his oven to hide, and then they just throw a bomb in the oven and just let they cart him away to somewhere else in the mansion where he can explode quietly. Yep. Um, and many other, uh, hilarious deaths. Yeah, so, I mean, really the best way to kind of go over what goes down, because there's no point trying to, like, present the chronology of it, Let's just describe all the deaths. Yeah. Hey, Alex from the future here. This turned out to be a terrible idea, and this episode is super disjointed, because we just kind of skipped around. Uh, so, I'm sorry about that, uh, but... Yeah, sorry. Um, so, so wait, who who dies? Let's run it down before we go through each one. Always provide your listener with a roadmap. Okay. Um. So so we lose, and I don't know if this is in chronological order in the comic, but this might be the order we talk about them. We lose Crowbar. We lose Stitch. We lose um, Sawbuck. We lose Clover. We lose Biscuits. We lose Eggs. And we lose cans. Everybody dies, basically. Yes. We, we kill all the felt by the end of it. Um, and so we will sort of go through in order how each of them meet their end, roughly. Mm. At the pertinent points of them. Um, right. But I guess we should actually start with uh, the what happens at the beginning of this reading, which mm. is that we get an animation, and we meet a new member of the felt Oh, yeah. Well, not new, but we just haven't seen her yet. Yeah. Who, okay, I just, so it's, we meet Snowman. Um, I called her Snowball a bunch of times in the last episode. That's hilarious. Yeah, I fully did not even catch myself saying it until I was listening to it in the car and just cringing. (laughs) Snowball. I never listen to the podcast, too, like, once it's done, because I'm just like, I don't want to hear myself say words I've already said before. But uh-huh. but I, I was bored in the car, and, and lo and behold, I made a big fuck-up, so I hope well, that's not every you've, week. You've learned your lesson. Never yeah. listen to the podcast. D- oh, okay. I thought my lesson was going to be, don't talk. Oh, no. Okay. I need you to talk. That's... I need you to do that with me here. Okay. Otherwise, it's going to be a very one-sided podcast. Fair. All right. You've turned me around. <laughs> okay. So Snowman, who is not in fact a man, mm-hmm. is, uh, well, okay, Alex, tell me, tell us about your first impression of her. So, um, I was confused at first before she was named because I thought that, uh, Lord English had trench coats. Ah. Um, and then I saw, because the first thing you see of her is the outline of her trench coat. Because she kind of, um, appears, like, like goes invisible, or like, fades away, mm-hmm. and into existence. Um, and so you first see her trench coat, and then you, she walks down some stairs. Um, and basically she is, so she is a carapace person, who works with the felt. No, she, uh, yes, with the felt. Yes. Um... Yeah, so she, um, she's kind of basically a femme fatale, like, that's what her visual language is drawn from. Mm-hmm. Sexy lady in a trench coat with a cigarette holder and yeah. a big hat. Yes. And it kind of, 
skeeves me out a bit. Just because I... I don't know, that, that kind of imagery wasn't what I was expecting. But I guess it makes sense because it's mob stuff. Mm. I have a um, confession. I fucking love Snowman. I love her. Oh, I'm sure. I was just like... I was not expecting it. Hmm. And like I, my reaction to like a sexy lady character is not like enthusiasm immediately. Hmm. Yeah, it's probably got to be different. I don't know. I feel like the relationships that you can have to a character and a representation like that are very different as like, uh, I don't know, it's like a female versus like really anybody of any other gender. Like, like I, I feel like I'm this special case of where like I have the freedom to like look at that and be like, hell yeah. And yeah, like exactly. not feel gross about it. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, like, it's not my place to, like, like her, I guess, or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not what I mean. But anyway, um, she's cool. Um, she, I thought she had, she was, like, immobilizing the Midnight Crew. Mm-hmm. But they're actually just, um, they're not moving because if you kill her, you destroy the universe. Which is literally verbatim in the comic how it is explained. She walks into the, so, this is going on in the middle of a gunfight, and... Everything stops as soon as she walks in, and she is not, in fact, immobilizing anyone. And the text that we're given is um, something about, like, everybody tends to stop shooting when Snowman is around. And literally the sentence is, if you kill her, you destroy the universe. Mm -hmm. Just like, which I thought was really funny because, like, Hussey was being so cagey about why Slick wouldn't kill her. Like, why he wouldn't, you know, take her pin out of the... Uh, voodoo doll, or, like, put her pin in the voodoo doll or whatever, which, like, goes to a timeline where she doesn't exist, like... Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you wanted to kill her, and, like, blah, 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 so... Now we know why. Yeah, um, and she takes advantage of that by, um, sticking her cigarette holder into his eye. Yep! Oh, man, it's so awesome. She just walks up, and he can't do anything, because if you kill her, you destroy the universe, and he just walks up to him... She just walks up to him and goes, hey, Slick, hold still, Slick, something in your eye, and just jabs it into his eyeball. Yeah. Um, um, her, her like, text was really cool. Yeah. It just, like, like fades in. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She's so um, cool. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm glad that she's cool and I can like her. <laughs> yeah. She may grow on you as you see more of her. Um, but, yeah, so she stabs him in the eye. And then... It's, it's not, it's not like, this, I, I'm probably going to cut all this waffling out, but um, it's not like she has to grow on me. It's that, like, I'm inherently, like, afraid of feeling positive about her, because either her character or, like, the place that her character came from, like, in Hussie's mind, might be really damaging. Very true. There's definitely, I mean, like, it's definitely sort of this one-dimensional idea of, like, yeah, like, the femme fatale, just, like, sexy, dangerous, like, heartless lady, and, like, yeah, and, like... But but if you love her, then I love her. (laughs) Okay. I mean, like, I just, like, I, I don't have, like, a deep attachment to her. You don't really get to know her as, like, she's not, like, a character who gets lots of characterization. Like, you know, all the care, all the carapace people are kind of one-dimensional in, like, a fun way. Um, uh-huh. And she is, she is kind of, like, just a one-dimensional, like, femme fatale, but, like, 
because she is, like, it's kind of, the reason you can engage with that is because she explicitly, like, is one of these archetypal characters. She's not meant to be human, you know? She's right. just, she's kind of a caricature. Uh, the same way that Spade Slick is kind of a caricature. Or Club's Deuce is kind of a caricature. And so, once it's not, you know, once you don't expect, once, it, once like, p- presenting her in that way is not depriving her of any humanity, you can just be like, yeah. Okay. Is, is I guess, how I come to it. Sure. Alright. Um, uh, what are we talking, we're talking about Homestuck. Yeah, so she stabs him in the eye and then she just basically saunters out. Yeah. Um, and then, um, Slick removes the, uh, cigarette holder from his eye and it does the same thing that their cards do and it becomes a lance in the act of him removing it. And it's both of those things at the same time. Oh, I see. Yeah. I was confused. Um, so yeah, so then he throws the lance at Stitch. Yep. Um, who is this kind of one note fat guy? No, that's Um, Sawbuck. Oh, never mind. That's Sawbuck. Who is, yeah, he, like, this was strictly fucking unnecessary. Like, he just is, like, just a fatphobic joke. Yeah. Like, that's the whole character. That's it. He, like, like doesn't you, have any you can't, lines. You can't kill anything. him because you can't get through his fat skin. It's, like, fucked up. And so, but every time you wound him, he jumps you to a random point in the timeline. Except not completely random, but... Yeah. It's more, within... Yeah. It's it's weird. And, um, yeah, so I... And, like, literally every time Slick, like, talks about this character, he, like, makes a fatphobic joke, and it, like, makes me really uncomfortable, and I don't like it, and it's not necessary. Um, but they do go through, this is is the bulk of the irrelevant time travel fuckery, which is basically that Spade Slick, like, goes through an entire loop by wounding this character over and over, and lots of people die, and through the end of a bunch of of fucking around with that and with, uh, Stitch, they, um... Managed to off those two characters. Uh, they managed to off Crowbar. Um, after, briefly, um, the only sort of relevant thing from this is that um, in the process of fighting Crowbar, um, he takes them to the distant past. And mm. off in the distance, we see a scurrilous scraggler. Straggler? Straggler. Um... Who is like? Yeah. Oh, it's oh. Did you miss that? Yeah, he's got a spade on his little. I I saw that. I didn't make the connection. Yeah, I had no reason to think that they were the same person. They got the same initials, my dude. Again, it's first grade. SpongeBob. I wasn't. I wasn't looking for that. Okay, you gotta. Everybody is somebody else. Like you gotta like. Well, I thought he was already. Jack. Like, sort of. <laughs> this is dumb. No, it's not. This is a dumb comic. I'm, I'm done this now. What? Can you repeat that sentence? I'm done this now. That's not English! <laughs> <laughs> Folks, Lydia has a hard time parsing my weird Canadian dialect. It's just because, that construction! Because I can say... When I'm finished with something, I can just say, I'm done it. And that's 
perfectly legal and parsable here. Whereas to me, it absolutely sounds like you left a word out on purpose because you're using, like, meme speak. <laughs> and we've had too many Twitter arguments about it, and we've sort of put it to best, to put it to best, to bed and to rest at the same time. To um, best. Yeah. The best kind of rest. <laughs> um, so we've put it to bed. Alex Except persistent. clearly we haven't, because you still freak out whenever I say it. it well, that's true. I mean, but... It... <sighs> it's okay. Um, A couple days ago, I heard someone say it on the street, and it stuck out to me, and I almost, like, texted you about it, but I forget what it was. Some, some like, I'm done X construction? Yeah. Ah. I could write a thesis about it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. So in um, Homestuck... Who? Oh yeah, um, so Spades. <laughs> Spades has um, a double-edged sword and Oakham's razor, mm-hmm. and later on he has the butterfly effect knife, mm-hmm. and that's just very silly. Yes, that's, it is. It's just it's goofy. They just all their to, weapons have really great names. Just wanted to comment on that. Mm. Um. Yes. Mm. I'm yes. stroking my beard. You can't see it. Mm. <laughs> Uh, so, yes, basically, they managed to kill most of the felt, and then there's this last little confrontation with, I believe it's, it comes down to, um, how do they kill cans? Sorry? How do they kill cans? I don't know if, I think it's, um, when the When it just blows up. Explodes. Okay. Um, but first I just want to say, like, with all the time travel stuff, I, like, um, at one point, Spade's, like, goes to back to the past, and then has to relive the events of the comic so far. <laughs> or, like, of this section so far. And we just get, like, a string of all the panels that we've read so far. Yeah! And... There's a little collage of them. Yeah. And there's actually a link to just, like, go back 20 pages. And reread it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there was also, um, there was an arm sighting. Oh. Um, and, uh, there's an arm sighting on page 3171 if you're keeping track at home. Um, <laughs> an interesting gag gets played, gets set up, and then and then used to excellent dramatic effect. Um, the flip your sprite gag. Mm-hmm. So they have persuaded Stitch at gunpoint to make effigies of the night, the midnight crew. Which will allow them to, like, repair damage sort of remotely, basically. Um, the, the same way that the felt does. And so Slick asks them to fix up his eye. Um, but he's facing the wrong way, and apparently when he turns, it's just his sprite flipping. Yeah. Um, and so they accidentally stitch up his good eye. And then all he has to do is, like, they unstitch it, he turns around, they stitch it up again, and then they fix the correct eye, and then that stays correct. Mm -hmm. Which is a throwaway gag until we get to the end of the comic, which we will talk about in a little bit. we got to say how we get there first. Yes. Um, I I feel like we're getting too granular with this. We are jumping around. End of the the story is, they blow up the safe. Slick pries it open with, with crowbars, crowbar, which is magic, and... Um, mm-hmm. that like, um, and warms him, warns him not to do it, but he does yes. it. Yes, so he, he opens the safe with the crowbar, 
and that explodes the entire mansion. And N- not even exactly. It what it does is it it sends him to a timeline where that has already happened. Oh. Yeah, he just goes to this dark future where everyone is dead and the mansion is destroyed, but the vault is open. I see. Um, and that means that on his sheet of his vengeance board, um, his friends are dead there too. Um, I guess they're not in his original timeline, but he's lost from there. So. Right, well, and it's not necessarily a different timeline, it's just a different time. It could be a different timeline, I don't know. Oh, it's just in the future. It's just, I think it's just in the future. I see. So yeah. his friends have grown old. Except I guess not, because apparently he was in the desert many years ago. Um, anyway. Um, so how do Hart's... we know he was in the desert? Oh, because we, we saw it already. Yes. Yeah. Um, so before that, actually, um, I just wanted to say that um, Spades smashes egg timer. Or, let's try that again. Spades smashes eggs egg timer with crowbar's crowbar. What the fuck? That's a what fuck this comic. <laughs> um, and that negates time travel effects. So I guess that explains how that crowbar works. Yep. Um, but then eggs, who doesn't have his powers, just um, hearts box car. Fucking swallow- eats him. Swallows his head. Oh my god! I'm getting. Spam phone calls. Aw, oh, it, it's the it's the Steven Universe. Oh yeah. Beep boop. Oh. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um. So yeah, Hearts Boxcar just fucking eats Egg's head, and that's messed up. Yeah, fuck! I completely forgot that happened. I like you see that the action is like HB attempt to eat eggs. Yeah, and then the the text is like you are extremely successful. And he just fucking, his head just, like, it just... Balloons and covers It just eggs. engulfs... He engulfs Egg's head. Fuck this in comic. One, in one gulp. God. And that also, um, ends up... Um, this, this has happened a couple times with this sequence that, um, Hussey directly, um, calls back to, I guess, scenes from... Um, problem sleuth, where there was like a torso toss or something. Torso flail. Torso flail in problem sleuth, and then there's a torso flail here, and uh, he just links back to the page in problem sleuth. Yep, yep, yep. And which, I guess I guess they would be of more significance if you actually read problem sleuth, which I didn't. So yeah, which um, but it also made me realize that like that's page. This index number 1009, and we've already read, like, twice that much. Yeah. So, going back and reading the earlier MS Paint Adventures would not take much, very much time compared to this. It really wouldn't, which is hilarious, because I'm always like, I'm never going to read Problem Sleuth. It's way too long, and it's just not <laughs> worth it. Meanwhile, yeah, I'm... I'm reading Homestuck Ham the nth time now, like... <laughs> um... So, Slicks, Spade Slicks, um, his smut is um, human vintage pinup pictures that are black and white. Which seems bizarre because they also don't know what humans are. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's just a throwaway gag, I guess. Eh, I'll take it. Yeah. Um. 
the gray ladies, no clothes, no shame, no chroma. <laughs> Her gray area exposed. <laughs> yeah. And it was um, like very old timey, like very early photography era, like art nudes. Yeah. Very tasteful. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so cans, his ability is to punch you into next week. Mm-hmm. Which yes. he does, which he does to, um, which guy? Uh, Diamond Stroog. Diamond Stroog. And then he does it to Hart's boxcar and punches him straight out of the calendar, which is a really amazing visual gag where he's in one, like, day square and just punches Hart's boxcar through, like, the lines of the other days of that week, which get shattered. And he throws him into, like, 1974 in a spiritual horse calendar. No, that's that's what he does to um, Hart's boxcar. That's what I said. Oh, because he also does it to Diamond Strook. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I spaced out as, as, as you were talking. God, this episode's just all over the place. Yeah, sorry, folks. We're, <sighs> we're not on top of it today. We were too self-congratulatory in the last one. We were all like, yeah, we know what we're doing. <laughs> no. Karma. Um, okay, so he goes to the future where his friends are dead, and he opens the vault, and inside the vault there is a barcode scanner, and obviously he has a barcode on his wrist. Well, he has he has two barcodes. He has yeah, a barcode so, on his card, his, his, uh, I forget what it's called, but his, like, his, blackjack his card. Blackjack rules card, yeah. Yeah. And then he has a barcode on his wrist. And so he gets his barcode card out you know he's in this world where like everything is lost but like at least he has this vault to open Mm -hmm. and he gets his card out to open like to scan it on the scanner and it gets shot through yeah and there's a snowball fuck off (laughs) there she is femme fatale our girl snowball Um, snowball jones they call her mm mm-hmm Standing um, there, you know, appearing dramatically. Yeah, so she she shoots a hole through his card. Yeah. And then she whips his arm off. His arm she... holding his her cigarette holder. Yeah. Um, she whips him and wraps his, her whip around his arm and pulls it off. Which is horrifying. Um, but then she leaves, and he just flips his sprite so that his other arm has the barcode on it, which is, okay, sure. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I love, honestly, that moment is so dramatic, like, you're just, like, rattling it off, but, like, I don't know, I feel like that's so dramatic, like, he's in this, like, empty future of, like, scorched earth, and, like, you think that he's, like, lost everything to, like, literally the only, like, remaining extant living being who happens to be his nemesis who he can't kill because if he does, he will destroy the universe. And she takes it away from him. And then he flips his sprite. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I didn't get any of that because I thought he just, like, blew up the mansion. Oh. Okay. I didn't know it was so existential. Um, but yeah, anyway, so he opens the vault. And, um... Uh, the the slab that is underneath the scanner is um the symbol of like the the green spirograph mm-hmm. which we've seen many times and he goes down into this vault and underneath it is a cylindrical corridor much like the one that we've seen before 
or not corridor, like a cylindrical escape. sort of tunnel. Yeah. Vertical tunnel. Much like the kinds of ones our carapace friends have been hanging out in, in our main storyline. Yeah. And he goes into the room, and there's a monitor with 12 screens. <laughs> yep. Um, and then he turns one on, and there's a little gray boy on it. You heard it here first, folks. There's a little gray boy on it. <laughs> that's that's the episode title. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so we should clarify that he does not turn the screen on. The screen is just on. Much oh, like sorry. how it's okay. It's much how like PM found found her console, where like it was just right. like they're just on, and then the rest are dark. Um, and so yeah, then uh, he uh, he sees. He sees this screen, and we zoom in, like, the, the viewer's camera sort of zooms in on this mm-hmm. screen, and we, we get a closer view of a young gray boy standing in his bedroom. And, Alex, please tell us of your impressions. So, it's obviously a parallel to um, John and all the other kids being introduced, but it looks the most like John, because it's just a very plain bedroom. Um... This kid has a um, the cancer symbol on his shirt, the 69 sideways. <laughs> I, didn't so, mean, I, I never thought of it that way, but that's really funny. I'm a cancer, so oh. I see that all the time. I don't actually, that's not true. I see it rarely. I guess I just noticed it. Hmm. Also, I don't want to say I'm a cancer on the show because then people will start talking to me about horoscopes. Um, so yeah, he... <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but that's kind of unavoidable, given the subject matter. Oh god, you're right. Yeah, you're in the shit now. Can I just, like, I've always wanted to, like, if someone just, out of the blue, asks me what's my sign, I'll just be like, I don't have one. Mm. But I guess I can't if I'm, like, directly talking about them. I mean, like, you can still say I don't have one. You gotta maintain your mystique. Yeah, it's true. I was I was born outside of the calendar. I was born in the spiritual horse calendar. <laughs> I, I, I was born in the spiritual horse calendar. Why do I feel like that's an episode title? It's like uh, our second string. Yeah, it's not as good as there's a little gray boy on it. You'll have to go back and listen and tell us exactly what the words were. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, okay, so this kid, like, he's shaped like John. He has um, messy black hair, and he has these little candy corn horns sticking out of it. Um, he has these very baggy eyes and kind of very... a mouth with pointy teeth in it. Um, he has got a black shirt on with the cancer symbol on it. And uh, hovering behind him is this kind of crab ghost. Uh, and outside his window, you can see that the world is purple? Or is his window purple? Well, they're purple clouds in the sky. Okay. Which, I don't and, remember if they were supposed to be canonically purple, or if that's just like a, it's nighttime. Sure. Uh, but yeah, there's... Oh yeah, and he has um, two capture log cards on his floor. And a sickle? I, I missed that. 
Yeah, he's got a, a weapon. He's got a bladed weapon on his okay. floor. I mean, I guess if he has catalog cards, he needs a weapon. Yeah. And you say he has a perf- perfectly generic object. I didn't notice that. He does. That's just a cube, right? It's a, uh, oh, excuse me. Oh, it's not a perfectly generic object. It is, in fact, a Cruxite dowel. Okay. So he's in the shit as well. He is. Um, and, uh, so we see, we get a close-up of this panel, and then we pull back out to Slick, and all he has to say is, this kid again, it's been a long time. Yes, yes. Um. And don't worry about what that means. Well. Or maybe do. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna conjecture based on what you've told me that I missed this episode. Um, that the time when Spade Slick was a desert wanderer corresponds to the time that the current Earth desert wanderers are in the future, and that he's much further in the future from that future on this, in this instantation of the spurb, um, pattern. Don't answer that at all. Just let's continue to the next thing. Can I ask you a clarifying question? Sure. So then at what point did he see this kid before? He saw him in the desert when he was in this chamber that did not have a vault on top of it. Okay, right. The way that the WV did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then, uh, charmingly, we see a the like, the shitty version of MS Paint Adventures that exists in this universe. <laughs> and and the cryptic caption underneath it, uh, so the kid has sat down on the floor at this point, and we get the cryptic caption within, like, for that panel, is, uh, it begins to dawn on you that everything you are about to do may prove to have been a colossal waste of time. Mm-hmm. Which, and then, uh, And then we end intermission. Yeah. So that so, that that seems like a really simple sentence, and then I tried to parse it, and I like know what's about to happen, and I don't. I am having trouble untangling those tenses. You start to realize that what you're about to do may prove futile in the future. Like, oh yeah, no, I I got that. Okay. I feel like I feel like it's just another way of saying like I've got a bad feeling about this. That's fair. In, like, overly verbose, hussy yeah, speak. Yeah, because it, it's, like, it it may prove to have been. Um, that part is if the, like, if the may prove is, like, further in the future than the have been. Mm. Like, from the point of may prove, the have been is in the past. But that past is still further in the future than you are right now. Time travel, guys. Not even time travel, just <laughs> that's grammar. <just> grammar. <laughs> oh, that's another good episode title. Not even time travel, just grammar. Right on. Oh my god. We're just, How are we going to choose? We're just on a fucking roll today. On the day that we can't do anything else right, we get lots of good titles. Mm. Um, the only good thing about this episode is its title. Maybe we can just like have all three in a row. Like, just three titles, one sentence. 
but yeah, so that, I guess that is, um, oh, there were a couple little tiny things, little tiny tropes that were brought up in this reading that I want to point out that, like, will be yeah. kind of fun, especially for return readers. For sure. Um, one is the arm sighting on 31, I think, 71. Uh, which I pointed out already. One is the first incidence of... So we meet Snowman, and then we look back at the Vendetta itinerary, which lists all the felt, and now a little doodle of Snowman has been scribbled in, and around it, uh, Slick has written, HUGE BITCH, and, like, captioned it with her saying, BLAH BLAH, and uh, that comes back. Okay. Is that a good thing? Like, I find it... I, I, I don't know. It's problematic language, but it's also, like, kind of funny. Okay. <laughs> it just the, the the I don't know the sheer childish vindictiveness of it, right. especially when used again by these like cartoonish characters, is a little bit less fucked up than characters who are meant to have any degree of humanity attributed to them. Sure. Um. Oh, and a little little teeny tiny thing is that um, on thirty two thirty two. We get a Sweet Bro... There's a couple Sweet Bro and Hella Jeffs in this one, but they're not amazing, so I don't really talk about them. Um, but in the middle of one of the ones, um, Sweet Bro utters the word Gog, <laughs> which will also come back to haunt us many G -G. a time. Not God, but Gog. Yeah, G-O-G, -G, I said. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm just... I'm emphasizing... Um, and, uh, oh, and we get, uh, we get, you got to flip it turnways, um, <laughs> which comes back. There's a lot of, like, let's set up this gag and then bring it back in a very dramatic context later on. And, uh, right. that's, that's a really nice one of them. Yeah, flip it turnways. That's a nice turn of phrase. <laughs> turn of ways. Yeah, and, like, it's, I'm, so in rereading this, I'm amazed at, like, the little bits of, like, the little turns of phrase that have insinuated themselves into my own vocabulary, or at least my mental vocabulary, that I completely forgot came from this. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't think I re really ever say it, but I definitely think the words delirious biz nasty <laughs> on occasion, um, which comes from Sweet Bone, Hell, and Jeff. Um, I definitely, when I'm, like, trying to, like, put things together or, like, fit things into something... I don't have to move things around. I will think like you got to flip it turnway. <laughs> um, little things, and then I also feel like um, I definitely use way too many words to say most things that I say. Uh huh. I'm not certain that was always the case. <laughs> Are you blaming Homestuck? In a little bit of a sense. Okay. Like, I think I definitely, like, that was part of it, like, because I read it, and then I spent a long time, like, immersed in, or not a long time, but I spent a while, like, immersed in fandom, where, like, people would write things in that kind of dialect all the time, like, in that voice, I guess, and mm. uh, I just kind of, like, adopted it, and then people tend to find it funny, so <laughs> when things yeah. are positively reinforced, you assimilate them into your persona, <laughs> uh, and now I can't say anything economically. You've been warned. Well, there, there you go. Don't let it happen to you, kids. <laughs> um, oh, and that, there's one more thing. Go ahead, wait, what? I was going to say that explains some things. Does it? <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Well, because, like, I definitely remember reading a webcomic, like, ages and ages ago by someone who attributed their, um, their tendency not to use contractions 
uh, when typing or, like, writing dialogue for her characters uh, on the fact that she had been consuming a lot of Andrew Hussey's works, which I think it was actually pre-Homestuck at that time, or maybe very early Homestuck. Um, and so she, she said, like, oh, yeah, I read a lot of, like, MS Paint Adventures, and Andrew Hussey doesn't use contractions, and I've been reading it for years, and so I, I find myself not using that in my creative voice. Wait, does he not use contractions in Homestuck? Um, the characters often don't. Uh-huh. If you pay attention to that, um, especially John and Jade. Okay. And particularly John. Pay attention to John. He doesn't use contractions very often at all. Yeah, okay, I can see that. But the narration probably does, I feel. It does. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, shit, like, we don't use contractions either, actually. That's a, that's a, a textual thing that I notice out of our internet we, circle. We don't use contractions? We, when typing, no. <laughs> Be honest, like, you speak in a very different voice. No, it was just, it was just funny when he said, we don't use contractions. Because, yeah. Um. What, am I supposed to be I, internally consistent? <laughs> God. Um, well, maybe it's, I don't know, I feel like I... I feel like I do use contractions a lot because I often, um, like, deliberate over whether or not to put the apostrophe. That's true. But, like, I feel like you don't use them in every single, in all of the instances when you would use them in speech. Or, at this point, those patterns have bled over into my speech. There's, there's definitely, um, like, uh, a voice to not using contractions in a funny way. Right. Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. Okay. I'm glad we're on um, the same page. Listeners, yeah. if you disagree with us wildly, if you... Please ask us grammar quibble questions. Oh my god. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alex will hate it, and I will have a lot of fun, so do it. Uh, uh, why, do you th- why do you think I'd hate it? Because you just... Um, <laughs> We need to move on. Okay. Well, I'm trying to, like, pad for time. God, we're only, like, 45 minutes. Oh, really? I, I was going to say we don't need to. Okay. Well, fine. Like, let's do... Let's, I don't know. I We got let, that, like, truckload of listener questions last week, so I was assuming we have, that we would again, but... We have three. Nope. Um, well, our first question comes from Trinity Codex on Tumblr, and it's just a thank you note. It's just, hey, I love the podcast. Keep doing the good stuff. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's very sweet. Yeah, I noticed, um, I think it was after the upload last week, or maybe it was after the update. So that's a thing that we didn't say at the start of the podcast that we should have said. So, I mean, we're sort of reading this comic from the back to the front, or front to the, whatever. We're, we're sort of picking up this comic from the beginning. Um, it just updated a couple days ago, mm-hmm. um, um, which hadn't happened for a number of months. Um... Luckfront or Luckfont on Twitter uh, mentioned that our last uh, update occurred on the same day as Homestuck updating. Uh, okay, that may be why. Because I got the reason I mentioned that is because, or like why I thought of it. We should talk about it, but uh, it was because I got followed by a bunch of Homestuck URLs, and I was like, "Why is this happening?" Because I don't even really mm-hmm. tag my Hamstake reblogs with Homestucks. Like, I'm not. I don't know. We're talking about this comic, but I'm not really a part of the fandom or anything. And I, mm-hmm. I get all these Homestuck follows, and it's like, wh- how? Why? But <laughs> that's why, because they're back. <laughs> um, update spelled with an eight. Uh, 
Because, yeah, the, the comic updated after a number of months. Um, I'm not caught up to even where we were before that update. I probably should get there. Um, but frankly, I don't know what the fuck is going on in Homestuck anymore. Yeah, I say just wait it out. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that'll be fun when we get to a point where I'm like, I don't, I haven't read this before either. Yeah, and we can like engage on a level playing field. That would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I can finally stop lording things over you. <laughs> um, and finally, we have a couple questions from Dromedary on Twitter. Um, who, by the way was very apologetic about um, spamming us with questions last week and just wanted us to have lots to choose from. Aww. But we're going to read everything we get. So, <laughs> unless, like, you send us something bad. Yep. Don't try to make us read the entire script of Shrek 3. Yeah. Or, like, say mean things mm-hmm. to us. Um, M- okay, he asks... Um, what was your favorite panel from the intermission? Um, I I think just like the one that's up in the top of my head is the one after uh, Spades gets his arm cut off, and it's just like his um, his silhouette from the front with just this red gash, and it's like very moodily lit. Are you talking about the one right after he gets his arm ripped off, or the one where he's staring into the barcode scanner? And yes. it's like, okay, because I was going to say that exact same panel. Oh yeah, nice. Um, yeah, God, the art on it is just so good. It's like so. I just want to look at it, like it's because the barcode scanner is projecting this like magenta, like scribble slash complicated pattern onto his forehead, and he's in like near total darkness, but he's this like black figure silhouetted from that, and like. He's, like, just, you know, very minimal white features over this, like, Mm -hmm. uh, extremely dark background. And then the, like, very bright, saturated, like, red of his, like, arm stump. And and it's such a climactic moment. Like, I love it. But a a close second would be the page where Diamonds Drew gets punched into next week. I almost um, prefer the one where the other guy gets punched into... I almost prefer the one where the other guy gets punched into the other calendar because he just, like, breaks through, like, six lines of a calendar. Fair. Fair point. Both both very good visual gags that are not nearly as funny or funny at all when we try to just verbally convey them to you. Yeah, no. Um, and then he asks for me, how many intermissions do I think there are left? <laughs> um... So, I'm I'm still gonna say I'm gonna say three, but I think that the later ones get much more elaborate because, as far as I can parse from like the like newest updates that I saw when I started like looking at Homestuck.com, which is the website you can find Homestuck on, um, that like the later intermissions have acts to them, like inside them. So I imagine that there are. Big intermissions. Three big intermissions. Uh, okay. You don't need to have a big reaction to that. Uh, it's fine. Uh, 
it, it, you're, you are structurally incorrect, and I feel like I can at least correct you structurally. The intermissions don't have acts. The acts have acts. And those oh. acts have intermissions. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, so it's lots. Just lots of acts. Yeah. But then also lots of intermissions. Yeah. I see. All right. Well, I had the... I I was correct in assuming there was a lot of content. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. All right. The sheer weight of this corpus of text just weighs upon you. If you want to send us questions, you can do so at Hamsteak Podcast on Twitter or through hamsteakpodcast.tumblr.com. That's true. Also true is that you can find us on the internet. I'm Brickchip on Tumblr and Twitter. I'm Crunchleaf on Twitter and LeafCrunch on Tumblr. Um, let's quickly say that it's updating, except we already did, so forget this. Never mind. What? Oh, yes. Bye, every- bye everybody. <laughs> okay, bye, you guys. Um, thanks, as always, for sending questions. We'll talk to you next week. We're starting Act 4. There's a yeah. flash that starts Act 4, and I don't remember what happens in it, but I think it's a really, I think it's a really, really super cool interactive one, and I don't remember. So embrace that suspense or read along at home or something, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Do, oh, do you have page numbers? Yeah. Ooh, I gotta look them up. Yeah, next week we are going to be picking up with Act 4, um, in which we read pages 32, 58, through 3306. Okay. And I believe, okay, yes, actually, that is the reason why we're only actually reading 48 pages, because one of those pages is a real big flash, and it's really fun, and I have no idea how we're going to talk about it on the podcast, but we're going to do it, and it's going to be great. All right. Okay. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, I'll try to, I'll probably look up, like, the YouTube version and scroll through it for notes. Uh, I guess Unless that doesn't work for this one. It's a game. So, I mean, it'll be a playthrough. Oh, I see. But that means like, I, I can take my time with it. Yeah, so I guess what I'm really saying to Alex that you will not hear listeners at home, who I'm still talking to anyway, is that, um, yeah, you'll want to budget some extra time to, to like, poke all the... There's a lot of little, like, Easter eggs and, like, things to explore oh, cool. in the game. So, oh, I'm so excited. It's such a cool game and it's so atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so stoked to talk about it. Okay. Okay. So that's the end. Bye. Bye, you guys. Make sure that yours is going, too. It is. Okay. Dope. Dope, Um, dope, dope.